0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Mark, chapter 8. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called His disciples to Him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days, and they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way, because some of them have come from a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. About four thousand were present. After he had sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmonitha. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation always ask for a sign? Truly I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them and got back into the boat and crossed to the other side. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, It is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember... When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? They answered, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, "'Do you see anything?' He looked up and said, "'I see people, and they look like trees walking around.'" Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home, saying, "'Don't even go into the village.'" Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea, Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say that I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say that you're Elijah. And still others say that you're one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again from the dead. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when He comes in His Father's glory with the holy angels. I want to just reread those last few verses if I could. Verse 35, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their own soul? And what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And so, friends, today, that question comes down through the ages. What can anybody give in exchange for their own soul? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, and yet lose his own soul? And I want to come back to that. But in this chapter, he has a lot to say to his disciples with him about the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. And he warns his disciples to beware of this yeast. Now, this is talking about things added to the Word of God, either through tradition or books or study or teachings, whatever, but... Truths, supposedly new additional truths added to the Word of God. This is the yeast that Jesus is warning about. And so the simple truth is God has given us the Scriptures, the Bible, as His revealed will and His Word toward mankind. And anything beyond that is subject to the Bible. If it contradicts the Bible, it's not from heaven. If it goes along with the Bible or explains the Bible, that's fine but it can never contradict the Word of God. And so the yeast that Jesus was speaking of was those things that contradict the Word of God or add to the Word of God prohibitions and uh, duties that heaven never intended. In this chapter, Jesus prays for a blind man. The blind man comes, begs Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. Now, in this instance, Jesus prayed not once, but twice. He prayed He laid his hands on the man and prayed and asked, Do you see anything? And the man responded, I see people that look like trees walking around. And then Jesus prayed for him for a second time. Now, I want to ask you, have you ever heard anyone say that if you pray in faith, you should never have to pray again? And yet, here's Jesus, the Son of God, praying for the same man twice. And this is for his healing. So did Jesus have faith? Absolutely. Did Jesus have authority over sickness? Absolutely. Did Jesus pray for this man twice before he got healed? He absolutely did. And so what's the lesson in that to you and I? That you don't give up praying when you've prayed one time in faith. You pray and keep on praying until heaven responds. And there are occasions when heaven tells you don't pray anymore. But the general rule is to pray and keep on praying and not give up. Then Jesus poses a question to his disciples. He says, and this is the crux of what I want to get to today. He says, who do people say that I am? They replied, some say John, others say Elijah, and still others say one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say? And and Peter answered, you're the Messiah. Now, you and I live in a generation where this question is being asked again. By so-called scholars and by common people in the streets, Was Jesus a a real person? Did he really exist? And if so, was he just a good man? Was he a historical figure that established a religion? Was he a great moral and religious teacher? Was he a prophet? More importantly, was he actually the Messiah and the son of the living God? You see, friends, the New Testament bears out that Jesus is the Messiah and he is the son of the living God. And so most of his early followers were Jews. In fact, all of his early followers were Jews, as far as we know, with the possible exception of Luke, who wrote uh, the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. But the rest of the New Testament and the rest of the Old Testament were written by Jewish people. In the New Testament, those Jews recognized Jesus as the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah and the Messiah of the whole world. More than that, they recognized him as the Son of God. Now, the Messiah can't save you from your sins. The Messiah can't give you a new life. But remember, we started this chapter talking about what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet to lose his own life or his own soul? And, of course, the answer is it profits him nothing. Well, the implication is that this Jesus can give your soul eternal life. And that no matter what you do in this world, if you're just worried about gaining your own things, whether it be monetary things or or physical things or reputation or fame or whatever it is, those things can't save you. But Jesus, the Messiah and the Son of God, can save you. You see, he's more than a good man. He's more than a historical figure. He's more than a great moral and religious teacher. He's more than a prophet. He's not Elijah. He's not John the Baptist. He's not just another Bible figure. He's the Messiah and the Son of God. And so Jesus came so that we might have life, eternal life. He came to give us life, to forgive us of our sins and to give us life. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Paul wrote these words in Romans, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want to ask you today, friends, if you say you're never sinned, you contradict the Word of God because the Bible says you've sinned. If you say you don't need to be born again, you contradict the Word of God because the Bible says unless you're born again, you cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. You have to recognize that Jesus is more than just a good man. He's the Son of God, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want to ask you, if you've never received that gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, if you want to receive it today... And you know if I'm talking to you, friends. You know if you've received him long ago or if this is the first time you're hearing these words. But I want to lead you in a little prayer now of repentance. For those of you that know Jesus, you can pray the prayer of repentance. And then for the confession, asking Jesus into your heart, you know if this applies to you. So first, Heavenly Father, I pray for myself and all that are listening, Lord, forgive us our sins. Forgive us those things that we've sinned and sinned against you. The Bible says that all have sinned. And so, Lord, we acknowledge your word is true. We have indeed sinned. And we're in need of forgiveness. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. More than that, Lord, we ask that you would let us be born again into your kingdom through Jesus Christ. Lord, we desire the free gift of eternal life through Jesus. And so, Lord, we're asking you now... Cleanse us through the sacrificial death of Jesus. Wash us and let Jesus come into our lives. Let Jesus come into our hearts now that we might be born again. Lord, we want this gift of eternal life that your word promises. Lord, please heal us, heal our broken spirits, save us, plant the seed of eternity into our hearts. Let Jesus bring us into full salvation now. Lord, we pray all of these things, believing that Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.